Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta. Because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. You know, there are so many podcasts out there, you guys. There are so many topics, so many informative podcasts. This what? is the first episode. Okay, fine. <laughs> well, we can keep this. Welcome back. You know what? It's okay that this is the first episode because it is a welcome back because I had a podcast and I feel, people feel familiar with me. It's no coincidence that familiars is also a term for the animals that witches employed in the 1600s and would help them carry out the devil's tasks. I learned that on Aaron Mankey's Lore. I know that that's another podcast. But the point is, there are so many podcasts out there, and there are so many topics, and there are so many people with their podcasts out there. And I asked myself, in creating this podcast this time around, what am I making? What the fuck am I doing here? Why are people tuning in? And my conclusion is, honestly, people, what they want from me obviously is to laugh and feel a little uplifted like they do from my comedy specials. That's what it's all about. So we're here to field some of your life questions on your short trucker commute, make you laugh, and send you on your way. This is not an NPR podcast. This is not a curated, produced thing with interviews and perspectives. This is just, let's get it fucking going. You're probably listening to this at like 8 a.m. You're like, I don't want to go to work. And we're going we're gonna to talk about some things that just... Put some pep in your step, some dump in your rump. Each week I ask people what they want my hot take on. I asked if we could call the podcast Hot Takes. It was a hard pass. Hard pass with Eliza. That sounds like a podcast about hitting on people. Um, now I want to say something important here. I'm a comedian and I appreciate that we're living in these sensitive times, but by submitting a question, you should know, um, or even agreeing to listen, you're sort of saying, hey, I'm up for a joke and I acknowledge that you, Eliza, are not a doctor, a therapist, nor are you under any legal obligation to give me an answer. Um, I can only go off what you provide also, people. So you you write to me and you're like, Eliza, should I sleep with my coworker at my summer job? I'm like, fuck yeah, dick's out. Let's get it going. And then it turns out they're 15. Okay, so obviously the answer is no. But I am not beholden to any sort of scrutiny. I am above it. This is lighthearted. If you actually need real advice, you need to pay a proper therapist. So you can't take my head off for not giving the perfect answer. That being said, this is the podcast where you write in questions, and they can be anything. They can be about relationships. They can be about work. They can be about moral dilemmas. They can. We could talk about why The Saint is an insane movie. Have I been on a 90s movie streak lately? Yes. If you have any questions about Frasier, I have the answers too. So with me, as always, is my intrepid sidekick, Emily the baby arm Higgins. Not the baby arm, but... Sounds like I'm a wrestler. Totally. You got one big baby I got arm. one move. I just smack someone. It's called the slam! It's me! And I hold a soda. Um, and, of course, Blanche is sleeping in the corner. We've also got Scott, our producer. Super producer Scott Storch. He's, it's not Scott Storch. Scott, if you want to say hi. Hey, what's up? Hey, guys. This will be your male voice of reason. He is an even-keeled man. He is, as we've decided in our test episodes, he is not covered in Nazi tattoos. He did not like that joke. So we won't make any more of those. We've undergone some sensitivity training. We're here to get your life sorted out in your quick commute. These are bite-sized episodes. 
And we're going to have so much fun. So let's kick it off because I have fielded your questions. We have called the very best ones. Some of you asked very stupid questions. Some of you were just jerking around and wasting my time. But some of you are sincere people with sincere questions. Emily, take it away. Most important question that I read because it made me really think from Crystal Rose 6487. What do you think your dog has named you? What do I think? Because, you know, you have this, you're living together. You spend so much time. You probably spend more. I spend more time with my dog than I do my husband or anyone else. Maybe say how you picked her name so people don't ask us every day for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, please don't. And that's the thing. We will not do repeat <laughs> questions. Don't ask me how I got into comedy. You can read one of my 5,000 interviews I've done over this decade. Uh, Blanche was named Blanche because when I got her, the person at the store said her name was Alaska, and she was an older dog. Now, whether he was lying or not, I don't know. But my cousin Brett, Connor, is a good-looking dude. I don't know why I'm telling you that. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Because you know what? He's not single now, but I, I'm used to being like, he's a single Hot dude. He's a hot Jew, guys. Check it out. Um, he had a guinea pig named Blanche when we were kids, named after Blanche from Greece. The assistant principal was named Blanche. So I basically stole the name because I was like, she's an older dog. She needs an older woman's esteem name. So she's Blanche. I don't think dogs have – I don't think the dog – this is a stupid question to kick off with, but I don't think a dog <laughs> would have the vocabulary because um, she only knows dinner, treats, her name. So maybe I am like treat giver. Uh, that's what it is. Because she looks to me for food and honestly not much else. I think she enjoys smelling my mouth in the morning. <laughs> that's when it's the stinkiest. But that she just hovers over it with her roach moles. So giver of treats, breaker of dog chains, uh, Khaleesi of the Green Grassy. That All was right. it. Can you ask more human questions? <sighs> and I don't want this to turn into a weirdo dog lover podcast. Like, no, I just really, I like that question. My baby smooches, likes to warm my feet. Oh. <laughs> okay, let's see. I would like to ask you the next question again to get it out of the way. A lot of people asking about your special versus your tour. Doc Proc 1016 says, should I watch your Netflix special before seeing you live in October? I've held out for fear of spoilers. What kind of a psycho can hold out on pleasure that long? That's like me being like, here's a cupcake. Don't eat it now because there will be a, a different kind of cupcake in six months. And you're like, but I want a cupcake now. Watch the special. I This time around, people have that question. They're like, well, if I watch it, then I'll never. You listen to songs on repeat. You listen to comedy albums on repeat. You watch movies over and over again. Even if I did the exact same jokes, it would still be hilarious. But they won't be the same. And by the time you see me, it might be a whole new act. I don't know the answer because some people might want to see it. But it always changes. Even when I did, I almost said Freezing Hot. What's the name of the special? Even when I did Elder Millennial, <laughs> the next week, a different time, it was different. So it's ever-evolving. Promise you, as a doctor, I'm telling you, you are fine to watch the special. I, ha- I happen to think I'm better live anyway. So that's it. Hopefully this ebbs some of your fears about your viewing pleasure. Great. No one asked that question again. Don't ever ask me that again. <laughs> you need to watch it. Give it a thumbs up. Come see me live. It's totally different. I think it's that's, a star. Is it thumbs up or stars? It's thumbs up now. Should I watch Britney Spears on a DVD or go see her live? The answer is go (laughs) watch the DVD (laughs) because I saw it live and that was fine. See it live. Okay. A lot of chair sitting. A lot of upper body movement. Not a lot of footwork. She's doing – she's back at it again. She goes – there's phases she goes through. I love her Instagram. It's so relaxing. Britney Spears' Instagram is like a PacSun model came to life (laughs) in like the formal section and was just like, I'm just having fun. Like – it's like a Yelp review for, like, a mediocre restaurant. Like, I'm just having dessert with my girlfriends. Loving life, having a Sunday at the TGI Fridays. Barely holding on. <laughs> like, about to crack at any minute, y'all. Brittany, please give us tickets. Okay. I can get you tickets. It's fine. To Brittany. It's fine. <laughs> I've gone twice now. It's fine. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already 
stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Okay, let's give people some real advice. We've gotten the self-promo out of the way. Donnie Baker for real says, I feel that dinner in a movie is such a first date cliche. Yes! What's a good first date? A guy can take a girl or whatever. Anybody can take anybody on. No, no, no. If he's a man that wants to take <laughs> okay. out a woman, that's okay. <laughs> but don't we want to give a general advice or you want someone to ask you next week, like, what can a girl take a dog on? Like, let's... Give a general fun. A girl date. can, you know, the answer. A girl can take a dog anywhere no, into you office can't. buildings. Take a girl you on can a... smuggle her onto planes, trains. On a as that girl, no. <laughs> What's a good first date a guy can take a girl on that's not going to break the bank? First of all, okay, don't talk about breaking the bank. Like nobody wants to hear. Okay, so my, th- do you guys watch Ninety Day Fiance? Five women <laughs> in their cars are like, I do, and guys are like, What is this podcast? <laughs> 90 Day Fiance is a showcase. It's a carnival. It's a cavalcade of America's uh, worst and dullest being paired up with the worst and dullest from other countries. And the only reason they are, quote unquote, attracted to one another is because the girls are hot or somebody wants a visa. That's it. Now you're going to send me hate mail like, I found true love in Andorra where my future. Fine. Yes, of course you can meet someone from another country. But this show is not showing, like, we're two professors and we both met while studying abroad at Oxford. No, this is like, I live in a dust bunny in Kentucky and I met a guy in Nigeria. I'm 40 years older than him. This is true love. Like, it's insane. It would be insane if they were both American. The point is, what the hell was it? What was your question? Oh, yeah. Fun okay. date. The guys on this show that are, like, super gross and, like, think that they're in love with, like, some Filipino girl who's, like, 21 and, like, like calls them baby— they always are like, I love her. I've invested too much time and money into this relationship. And I'm like, that makes me not feel bad for you. The money thing, I'm not saying that Mr. Baker is saying this, but like, guys, when you bring up money as like a reason someone should give you time, like, go get a lap dance. That's that and hookers are the only place where like time and money equate to sex immediately. That being, because I was thinking about that the other day, like, I invested so much money. Like, no one girl's gonna be like, you're right. 
take your pants off. Let's do this. I do love you. Let's get married. It's insane. Like, you're a sucker. <clears throat> now, Mr. Baker, I never understood why people go to a movie on a first date. I mean, I understand it because it gives you something to talk about. But, like, why would you want to go, like, you just met this person, and sit quietly without touching in the dark for two hours? And you're probably watching, like, a sex scene. Like, you're watching somebody else be beautiful on on camera. I, You know, you go on a date with a dude, and then it's, like, someone beautiful. Like, it's... With, like Scarlett Johansson with her like tits out and you're like cool I'm really glad I wore this conservative top like I just I think um, I think you don't need to do dinner for the girl you don't need to do dinner what if the guy sucks and you're like okay well let's move on to the salad like it's just it's such a commitment I would never I used to never in my hound days I wouldn't do the dinner on the first date and I'm, some people say don't get a drink because your inhibitions are lowered hopefully you can keep it in your pants for a drink Get a coffee, something stimulating. Have a poop. Do what you got to do. <laughs> go on a walk. You know, go to a museum. Something where you can actually get to know the person. That being said, on my first date with Smokey Husky, we saw Tickled, which is a documentary about competitive tickling, and it's like dark underbelly, and he talked the entire time. Well, that's why I would want I want to go to a movie is I need to know the other person's movie behavior. How loud do they breathe? Movies are huge for you. Yeah. They talk. How loud do they because breathe? Because people, how they breathe in, breathe in a movie is how they're going to breathe, sit next to you in the car. In your home. Think so? Because I feel like it's deeper breathing in a movie. Well, like, you think people in the so movie are just so, so into annoyed. it? They're like, Scar Joe. The spy who dumped me, the guy next to me, was just so amped. He was like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, are you sure you weren't sitting next to like a full grown British bulldog? <laughs> that's my luck. I always do. So I need to I need to know that. Dinner and movies fine. If that's breaking your bank, you might want to reconsider dating in general. I do feel bad because men are expected to uh, be treat women completely fairly and we don't see gender or anything but they are expected to pay and as I say it's because women put in all this work that being said don't go you don't need to do, do both that woman might not be worth that time yet you start you spend money and time when you see the person is worth it you want to spend more time with them you know um so maybe just take a walk get a coffee or just go whole hog and be like why don't you come over to my place I made us a nice pasta dinner lock the doors it's fucking go time I had a guy offer me that once we were going to go see a play and I was like hey I'm rushing from work and he was like do you want to stop by my house I could make you dinner and I like didn't know him it was like set up through a friend just so we could go see this play about like gold in my year like it wasn't like a sensual evening people get murdered we're married now okay next question (laughs) next question next question CJS underscore one two one five says hey Eliza big fan I love you and your work my question is how do you deal with the days when you feel down or off how do you push yourself to try and do the best you can always thank you you (sighs) how do I do the best I can is this the best we can do I this podcast. This is, <laughs> I think this is a good question for you because I think you do so much every day. It I makes do. me tired. I remember when I first started working for you and you're like, I work every day, like Monday through Sunday on my craft. And I don't expect you to work Monday through Sunday, but that's what I'm doing. And but I was you like, do have oh. to field my emails. I was like, oh, that's so much. Like you have to have a lot of drive to juggle as many things. So how do you keep it going? Part of the drive comes from the fear of not having anything else to do. And I'm so, I have to, I guess, self-create. I have to be the one that comes up with things and show ideas and movie ideas because I'm not famous enough that people are, like, like knocking at my door, like, we need you to star in this. So there's a fear. Fear drives me. Uh, boredom drives me. And also the inherent notion that I do believe I'm better at being creative than a lot of people. And I think, like, why should they get a shot when I could create something better? I also am an artist, so I do just like to create things. I will write, this is kind of insane, just pages of dialogue for a movie that has no plot because I like to get it out. So while that sounds like something a crazy person would do, I really, I don't know. I talked about this in my book. I really wonder if if motivation and like, if it's something you're kind of, not so much motivation, but if the desire to work hard is something you're born with. Like my dad was like a road dog sales rep and like that muscling it, muscling through it day in and day out. I wonder if that's something inherited or something that you learn. I think it's both. I think it's nature versus nurture. Well, to, yeah. I'm I mean, just terrified of not working. Well, you don't like to be bored. I'm bored all the time. I know, and you don't like it. That's But there's a like chemical imbalance there. You don't like to be left on there. your own. 
I'm happy to be left alone as long as I have something to do. Right, if you're writing something or whatever. But I think I'm bored at most times doing most things. <laughs> because nothing's ever enough. And that's great if you want to become, you know, a successful business person. But it also might drive you to you know, drive yourself off a cliff. If you weren't a comedian, do you think you'd have your own Etsy store and you'd just be at home, like, building little earrings? Tiny, I would be from Malaysia, <laughs> and I would make phone cases out of I, resin. I could just see you at your desk just gluing things together. I would hours, love to. I look at hours. miniature videos. <gasps> I follow so many miniature Instagram accounts. Yeah, this is a great discussion for a podcast, just great talking about discussion. things that we look at. But that's the answer. you got to find something you like, and you have to have this inherent thought that you are better at it than most people. And you and just you just want to prove it yourself because nothing's ever been handed to me. So it comes from this intrinsic desire to make sure that I prove myself over and over again so that you can be undeniable and get an okay book deal. <laughs> okay, wild underscore Indian 94. Should you keep... Wait, tra- wild what? Indian? <laughs> don't say that. I think that's allowed. Don't say that. I didn't look at their Instagram. It could be like a white girl. It's I don't know. It's definitely a white girl. <laughs> I'm a wild child. I'm doing it. Should you keep trying to lock eyes with a baby to gain its trust and then squeeze or squeeze and ask for forgiveness later knowing it may be the first slash last you'll get to? Well, you're talking about two different things here. Locking eyes with the baby. The baby doesn't know what a human – like they don't know. They're tripping balls all the time. Uh, You should ask the mother. Otherwise, it's assault (laughs) if she doesn't give consent. Uh, You don't have to ask forgiveness from a baby. It's a baby. People out there, how dare you don't invade the baby's space. Baby is getting its butt touched all the time. Baby doesn't <laughs> have a sense of personal space. That's why you have to tell it what private parts are. Not that you're touching a baby's private parts. <laughs> okay. Get in there. Be like, to the mother, may I touch your baby? And if you're a woman, she'll say, of course, this is non-threatening sexually. And then you get in there and you get yourself a hand of sweet, sweet chub. And you squeeze it. Would you say the same goes for dogs? You should. You ask the person first. You got to ask the dog. You got to give yeah. your hand to the dog. If that dog bites you and you didn't let it smell your hand, you deserve it and you learned your lesson. Yeah, I think you should be put down. All right. Well, you sound like one of those people now. Like, why don't dogs? Why can't a dog be mayor? <laughs> I like I like dogs better than people. Well, go live on the outskirts. I got bit on the face when I was a kid by an Alaskan Malamute. And so to this day, whenever I see a husky, I think it's an Alaskan Malamute. Similar looking dog. They both belong in cold weather. They bit me right on the face. Was it getting revenge because I had spent a year making faces at it behind bars? Maybe. <laughs> Like, it would be in its dog pen, and I'd be like, ah, because I was a kid. And then one Thanksgiving, it took its revenge on me, and I got near its face because I didn't let it smell me. I don't think it was taking revenge, but I do think I got too close to a dog's face, and it bit me on the face, and I had to be rushed to the hospital while my mom held my cheek closed. And I think that's why I'm not a model. Did you get stitches? Yeah. I got stitches right in my face. I'll show you the scar in the light. Put a lot of vitamin E oil on it. But my point is it gave me a healthy fear of large dogs. So now— even though little dogs are the ones that nip, I always kind of keep a distance. And that's a good fear to have. You don't want to be Dr. Doolittle. Like, let me just get right under this charging hippo. I'm sure it'll be okay. I got in a fight with my vet's receptionist because she put in my cat's file, may nip. And I was like, excuse me? <gasps> she won't. But she heard me telling someone a story about when Gracie bit me. And I was like, she won't bite you. And she was you just said she would, and I heard it, and I can't unhear it. I got to put it in the file. But is there? Oh my god! I was so like she's upset. under. I'm under oath. <laughs> so upset. I was like, no, she won't. Because that's like a. It's like someone saying like your child oh may bite other children. <sighs> However, may nip is the most sounds like a name. Sounds like a wartime <laughs> cartoon, but it also sounds like. It's the most docile way to say, like, could hurt you. But I, I want I want people to go pet her if they want to and give her attention when she boards there. And now they're going to be like, whoa, that one may nip me. She won't. I guarantee you on the scale of dog or, and, like, animal punishment, like, may nip is at the very bottom. Then there's, like, we'll claw your eyes out. May nip is like, yeah, most people may nip at you. <laughs> I nip at you every morning at 930 when you come into my house. <laughs> I know. I came in your home early today. Paging may nip. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, "Mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. 
Plus, with Rosetta Stone's True Accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Go to bolinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right. Jill, lots of underscores, nigh, says, terms like aggressive and intimidating have often been used to describe me and are rarely said in a tone that implied they are compliments. I've tried changing who I am, speaking more quietly, having fewer opinions, and ultimately, I still feel like shit. Why do these words hurt? And how do I learn to hear them neutrally? Have you thought about just adding more underscores to your name so nobody can get to you? What were the words? Confident? Aggressive and intimidating. First of all, the people saying that to you are lesser than. Because intimidating means that they can be intimidated. When I think someone's intimidating, it's usually because I'm in awe of them. Like, I met Gloria Allred the other day, and that was intimidating because she's a smart woman, not because I'm scared of her. I'm also not on the other end of a lawsuit. Uh, I am, but not with her. Um, You said aggressive and intimidating? Mm -hmm. I I just think aggressive—I've been called aggressive— I just, even though it's something you could take into account and you can soften your approach and learn to be a better listener and we all strive to be better every day, take, think about who's telling you these things. Is it your mother who genuinely loves you and wants you to be better and they're saying it uh, objectively? Or is it like a dude who's intimidated by you? Or is it a girl who wants you to not shine as bright so she can outshine you with her mediocrity? I don't know the source of it. But I think the people that tend to say that to people, like, where do you get the balls to say that? Well, you're intimidating. It's like, okay, well, sack up. Because I don't nip. That's the other thing. Like, what do you think someone's – What do you, she's intimidating. Which is she carrying, like, a morning star and she's just wielding it over her head? I love that you know what that is. It's just so insane. I've met people that are intimidating. And the idea of taking it out on someone, because I'm sure you've paid a price for that. It's like, well, she was intimidating, therefore. And it's like, we're all – Sentient beings with free will, there's no reason to be so scared of a person that you have to label them that. It's also on you to not let those labels affect you and to take the good with the bad. <laughs> that being said, the person that re- that lodged that complaint, logged that complaint, sounds like a loser. I don't know. I don't know who said See, that's the thing. I only get half information. Now, she could have gotten that, like, she, maybe she's a drill sergeant and they're like, you're a bit much. You can't waterboard students. She's just slapping everyone at the office. Yeah, I don't know. You could be a maniac. That's the other thing. I could be advocating on your behalf, and you're just a total psycho. So and they're going to play this at work tomorrow. I'm like, go for it! Uh, no, so, but let's say normal person, normal woman, such as yourself, being called intimidating. I am not a normal woman. Oh, God. The intimidating well, thing— That's why you're intimidating right there. Lesser people, listen to me, truckers, will always try to drag you down to their vibration— and their level. You will always get mediocre people, of which there are 
an abundance of. Ineptitude abounds in our society. You will always get people that are less than asking you to, like, dim yourself, your intelligence, your intensity, whatever, because it makes them uncomfortable. And the answer is, the answer is it's go time. I don't know why I talk like I coach a team, but the answer is it's go time. You going to let them take this from you? No, no. <laughs> the answer is, okay, so you what? You become, a, like, lame like them and then nothing gets done? No, you need to surround yourself with people that encourage it. Or think you're super funny. <laughs> okay, so we're going to assume that person is a good person. But now let's get on the other side of let's get on maybe it. there's an aggressive coworker. underscore, period, fly me to the moon, says, how do I politely but seriously tell a rude coworker to fuck right off? Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Where is it? Okay. Now, I don't know the specifics of it. But it seems as if there can be no downside to telling someone to fuck right off. <laughs> um, no, there is. There's obviously a downside uh, to bypassing all civitas and going right for the jugular. Um, the question is, though, when you tell them to fuck off, will you yell it or will you whisper it? Because I think a whisper of fuck right off. Oh, God. Fuck you. Fuck you. Some people are getting rock hard listening to this. That makes me scared. It's so much more authoritative. If I whisper... Fuck you. You know that I have that inner confidence, that inner rage that, that's building. If I'm like, fuck you, then it's like, oh, she's just being a crazy, erratic woman. Right. But a whisper is a villain move. By the way, I fucked your mother. Oh, God. Not, I'm just saying, like, you whisper it. I took your parking space and I don't care. <laughs> Only psychopaths do that. Well, you get right in that coworker's face and you say, what's your fucking problem, Troy? I don't know. What's See, again, the work-appropriate version of this? What should you whisper that will not get you sent to HR? Penis. No? Not a specific penis. A non-gender penis. No. Non-gender bias if you If you have a real rude coworker, what are you going to say to them? Nice. What was her name? May nip. <laughs> May nip. I have a small penis. No. I don't know. You guys are in a corporate structure <laughs> on the other side of this. Uh, whisper, la- can I touch your baby? <laughs> <laughs> can I touch your baby? And breathe hard like the bulldog in the movie theater. (laughs) Well, there you go. I mean, you're not going to have any friends at your office. I don't know what that person's doing. I don't know if that person is horrific. See, that's the thing. I don't have the background. But there's just rude people. You want to hear rude? Okay. (laughs) It depends on the power structure. You know, if it's a... Like, I could tell Emily. I could say to you, like, fuck fuck right off. Because... Yeah, I don't have HR. We don't have HR. You work in my house. It's a very liberal environment here in California. It's show business, so there's a weird gray area. I can't report you to, like, Smokey Husky. Right. Is this, like, the foreman at GE? Like, I don't know what it is. You can't tell someone to fuck right off because you'll only get painted as a crazy person. Mm -hmm. But what you do in your off work hours is your beeswax. I, you know what? I honestly, as a person that carries a lot of rage with them, I don't think you'll feel better if you do that because it will accomplish nothing. It will put them on the defense. Uh-huh. You know, the only way to solve a good defense is a good offense. No, it, you won't feel better. Um, what you need to do is log everything, secretly log everything, internally hold your rage, keep meticulous records, key records, and then when and the then time when they is right, really mess sub- up, get them fired. No, when the time is right, submit a well-crafted email to HR, CC all your superiors and subordinates <laughs> so you have witnesses, and then have a, a, a triumvirate well, meeting where you go before a council. Like this, <laughs> there's no better time than right now to complain to HR that someone is uh, rude. You don't know that that's a woman that wrote that in. Either way, someone's being rude, and you don't know who she's writing it Say about. Say your feelings are hurt. Tell someone your feelings are hurt. They'll feel bad for you. I don't understand. You know what? I'd love to give you the how to win friends and influence people answer, like the Dale Carnegie thing, where there's like this famous story where he was managing a store and the guys were smoking cigarettes like on the floor. This was obviously like in the 40s or something. And he came over with a pack of cigars, like brand new ones, and he handed it to them. He said, smoke these on your break, boys. So he was able to be like, here's a gift. Please do this on your break. Like it was mm-hmm. a nice killing with kindness. I uh, I don't think I could do that. I also think it would be misinterpreted. They'd be like, oh, cool. We can smoke during work and on our break. Thanks for the cigars. Remember, most people are very stupid. That's the problem. Sometimes stupid just needs a stupid response. But I would need more details. Okay. That being said, yeah, tell your boss to fuck right off. No, submit us more details and Eliza will. Like, suck it! Think further. That's my D. <laughs> 
Nope, that's your favorite, but you can't say that. If you say S my D, that, is that offensive? Scott, you work in a... I was talking about scan my data. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. Prove that I meant... Should they whisper my it? S my D. S my D. No, because that, that's a lawsuit. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> well, you're saying it's a sensual whisper if it's a S my D like a like a metal whisper. I, don't like I that. think when you get in front of a judge or something and you're like, uh, it's gonna get that far. You whispered yes. S my D. Yeah, that's. that's I'd be a, like, prove yeah. it, prove <laughs> that I whispered to you. Are you wearing a wire, psycho? You can't tap yourself. Well, so then first gain the goodwill of everyone else in the office. So if you are to lie at a later <gasps> date, everyone will side with you. That's what you do. <laughs> You go like full on cheerleader sorority psycho, and you're like everyone else loves me. I don't know your pro. You gaslight right. them. Well, and if you are <gasps> friends with everyone else, and you're just like, gosh, yes. Terry's kind of rude, and then everybody's like, you yes. know what, Terry is, and then everybody's yes. not talking to Terry. You use suggestive keywords. You get everyone on your side. You gaslight Terry into doing crazy things, and you bully everyone. That's Perfect. the answer. If Solved. I may, I have. I think yeah. I have a little cleaner way to go about it. Maybe. Scott, I can't. Not with no. Not oh. with no. No. Okay. Well, yeah. oh, no, please. <laughs> well, first, I would file a grievance with Blanche in your situation. <laughs> She's notoriously slow with paperwork, but it will get to the right channel. Perfect. <laughs> I think if you can, uh, if you can be completely unemotional and talk to the person, but being emo- it's the hardest thing to do. What? But addressing something unemotionally Ooh. and just telling them what's good, like. I'm not enjoying what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's, so, it's sort of like whispering. It's the calmness that is super heavy. That I is, find you soothing. I'm looking right in your eyes as you're saying that. I'm like, I'll just do whatever. That yeah. is the power move, but it's hard. If it's I were to be in that situation, I, do. I would cry. Move, it's just know. as hard for dudes. I would cry. Me. Really? The but, intensity of just saying it without emotion. Yeah. But that's the hard part. Is there? It's, Why do I have you, you to do You get a buildup of stuff, so it, be, it always comes out as being a harder thing. But if you can just be unemotional and say something... It carries a lot more gravitas. I can't. I, I have never talked to a boss about something serious and not started crying. That's true. You cried when you, uh, I cried when when you I left me the first job. time. I um, cried when I quit the other job and came back to you. Came crawling back. Uh, this obviously begs the question, like, well, can women not be emotional? Of course we can. I find that I can be. Now, hold on. Pause right there. Because what? Evie underscore Reddy says, how can I be less emotional in my everyday life sometimes? No. Yes. Okay. How do we do it? Here's the thing. It's all relative. If you, if I'm dealing with someone who's more insane, like a comic, I can get very still and I just know, I'm like, okay, I'm smarter than this person. They are obviously crazy and they do crazy things. So I'm just going to, and it actually doesn't matter if somebody is a nutcase, it doesn't matter what you do because they're going to have their reaction. They're not Mm -hmm. reacting to you. They're just insane. Um, But I think... You are allowed to have emotions, and we love to think women are hysterical, and we love to label men as not having enough emotions. And when men do display them, we make fun of them. And when women hold them in, it's like, oh, my God, just let it out, girlfriend. So it really depends on who you're around. That being said, I have no problem because I'm an artist, so it's kind of allowed at displaying emotions. I have... I have no problem crying in front of you in public. I am staring right now at our podcast is across the room, the Soho House. Where I, when I found out I wasn't getting a late night show with a certain network, I cried openly and deeply in the arms of my friend Michael. As a married woman, and he was definitely engaged, so it's not like I was like looking for a sensual comfort. And I cried so hard that he had to walk me outside to like the back entrance because I was making a, not a scene, but people were looking. And I was like, you do realize it just looks like you were breaking up with me. Because I'm crying on your suit. Because I was so upset. My point is, I didn't care. Sometimes you got to hold it in. So, sometimes emotions need to get to that point. Also, you know what makes people uncomfortable? Crying. You shouldn't cry to get what you want, but like, I don't know. It tends to not really work on other women. Mm -mm. The answer is, how do you be less emotional? That means someone called you emotional. Maybe you need some therapy. Maybe you need to like rage punch your pillow and get it out or maybe like work out or something. Do you think if... Like, what I do before I go to the dentist is I floss a lot to get all the blood out. Ugh, Could I only... cry a lot before doing something and then I wouldn't have any tears left? Or does that not work? Do they keep coming? First of all, what is the name of the gum disease that causes gingivitis? They per- always just per- say periodontal. Pterodactyl. No. Yep. You have a pterodactyl in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't. First of all, that doesn't work. Uh, that's like saying I just ran really – I just ran all day to get ready. That's what a dog does. You run them all day and then they're tired at night. They yeah, you're tired, but it doesn't mean you're more in shape. 
than you were. That's you need to floss like a regular human. I do. I they just are so mean. There. The idea that you're too emotional, it also might mean that you're not really dealing with something else. So I suggest you go back into your past and see what your triggers are, and then learn how to deal with them. That being said, you are allowed to have an emotion. You are allowed to be upset about stuff. It's what gives us color. But if you're getting this feedback, this is not – but this is separate from the girl that was told she was too aggressive. You do mm-hmm. you, girl. The emotional girl, yeah, you don't want to be – you don't want to be crying all the time. That might be a – that might be something you need to look into with a licensed therapist. That's what I think. Or, Fair. again, just start out every morning by listening to speed metal and screaming. I did that on my wedding day. I let out a primal <laughs> scream. And I still cried. So I don't know. But I probably cried less than I would have, although I was crying a lot. Oh, God. I don't know. There could have been more. It was pretty ugly. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to look so beautiful. I'm going to float down this aisle like Grace Kelly. It wasn't ugly. It was just surprising. Really? Because I got the pictures back. Nary a one. Surprising. Yeah. I wasn't ready for that. You know why I cried? Because for the entire year... I didn't participate in my own planning nor the stress of planning a wedding. And it- oh, so while I was crying, I was doing all your crying oh, for yeah. you at my house. Yeah, it all <laughs> bottled up. And then day of, I was like, "What the fuck? Why does anybody do this?" Not that my bridesmaids weren't of help either. So here's here's a fun thing: don't pick your bridesmaids just because you should. Ooh. When they have no interest in actually helping I hope you. No one listens to this. Uh, there's no way they listen to my podcast. There's no way any of my friends support my podcast. <laughs> Okay, so now, hopefully that answers your questions. Hopefully we got you some belly laughs. Hopefully you're listening to this. You're holding your phone up to your ear and listening right outside (laughs) your work. And you're like, before I go in to the shift at the morgue. Um, And now it comes to a segment we call Hit It. It's a talk with a cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, top of the cob. I was on a road trip, and we stopped at this very creepy 1950s roadside, obviously, gas station. They're all aside the road. You can't have a gas station in the middle of the road. But it was kind of like an attraction, and they had all these things for sale, and they had cobbler in a jar. And it was just the cobbler. It was just the fruit. And I was like, why? This is just fruit. This is just compoted fruit. Why would anybody want cobbler without the top of it? The top of the cobbler is the best part because it's crispy, and it's bready, and it's tasty. Top of the cob to me is the best part. The fruit is just a secondary player. So top of the cob is the best part. Right, you want that wet piece of cob. I like that wet top. Oh, mm-hmm. you talking about the very bottom? No, like the top, but it's still it has it's the still remnants wet. of the bottom. Yeah, but you don't need a chunk. Totally. So it's called top of the cob because, and I think you'll find this. It's fun to say. And here's our song. Okay. <laughs> Great job, Scott. <laughs> Start over. No. <laughs> He can drop it in. No, it's better this way. You like this? Top of the cob. All right. So that's why you want a podcast is to sing that song and have a sound engineer do it for you. The whole show should be called Top of the Cob. And I just speak you can't like talk a mildly about offensive. You like for an hour. Mildly offensive Irish accent. Uh, top of the cob. This is the part where we end on a high note. We talk about one thing or a couple things we like. And maybe you agree. Maybe you're sitting in your truck freezing in the 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 badlands of Utah. And you're like, I'm just gonna I gotta get out and get some coffee, but I wanna hear the top of the cob. Well if you're ending with the top, do you wanna talk about your bottom first? And I always want to talk positively. About, I always want to talk about my bottom first. Oh. My bot fine, you know what we'll do with that. I'll go with the bottom yeah. of the cob. Uh this woman at my gym yesterday, and I think you'll agree that this <sighs> there is a room upstairs that is a communal room. People do classes there, but when there's no classes, people like me bring their mats in and you do your own floor routine workout. Everybody, it's a communal space. And I was in there. Was I on FaceTime? Yes. But it doesn't matter. I had my headphones in. And prior to being on FaceTime, I was listening to music. This woman came in. She was a trainer with her client. And they went over to the sound system and cranked it up so loud I couldn't hear my own headphones. Mm -hmm. And I go over to her, to the trainer, and I go, excuse me. And she didn't hear me. And I go, can you just turn it down? And I did, like, the knob turning thing. Can you just turn it down a little? And she goes... No, I'm really just trying to keep her motivated, which sucked that she said that because that immediately put pits me as if like I don't want this client to stay motivated. You're hoping she keels over. I was so irritated. Maybe she first of all, she probably couldn't hear what I was asking because the music was so fucking loud. So I look at the client and I go, I want you to stay motivated. Not what I'm asking. Can you turn it down a little? I can't hear my own music. And she just looked at me. I go. It would be nice to work out without my ears bleeding. And she turned it down like a decibel. Ugh. 
But I'm reactionary enough that my thought was I'm going to go downstairs and cancel my membership. <laughs> and I'm going to cite the reason being that that woman's a selfish bitch. I'm sorry. There, I do personal training sometimes, and there is a room for it. You don't get to go to a space. My biggest pet peeve in life is people who don't know how to operate around other people and are inconsiderate. Turn it down just a little. There's no reason. And you know what? Maybe I have misophonia, but there's no way your client's like, I just need it to be just the whole room pumping up so I can do my six sit-ups and get myself a latte. Like, fuck you. Now I got to see her and smile and act like I'm cool with it. I thought about it well into the night. So that made me mad that she was so fucking inconsiderate. I mean, when I did personal training briefly. What? I would have liked for there to be live music to cover up the fact that I was almost going to vomit 100% of the You're time. You're part of the opposition. You can have loud music. You just don't have to have it that loud. It wasn't a private room. No, that's, no, that's very annoying. Go and pay I'm for sure it. I'm sure that room echoes a lot because it's what? It's like glass and hardwood, right? The floor is all spikes. And the, the roof is all fire, so it, no, nothing absorbs the sound. If you're not motivated with that, I don't know what a little Beyonce is going to do for you. Let's me. get him going. What's your bottom of the cob? My bottom is something I tried to teach you about today called reborn dolls <gasps> that you were horrified you guys, by. Pull your semi-trucks over right now. You can Go Google, on Reddit. Google specifically uh, Britain is a famous one. Please do not like dox this woman because I don't know what her deal is. Maybe she has something dox? up with her. Like like find her info and harass her. Oh, I thought that, I think that's just part of being a person. I think <laughs> we all just do that. No, like people have gone. Okay. She, she's blown up a little bit. Explain for what it is. Okay. It's people have these dolls that look like real babies. I think they're very expensive. They look oh like real God. weird wrinkly babies. They're oddly lifelike. Oddly lifelike. And they're not like, oh, a cupie doll. They're like babies with they the lines like, in the face. Yeah. Like and a newborn baby. People name them and set up scenarios with them. Like they put them in little scenes and take pictures and then write posts like the babies are talking. So, like, do you want to read some of this post? Okay, so basically this is a post. It's a baby. It looks it looks like, a, like, it, a like an infant. Sitting it's got on a hair. box. <laughs> but this hair is not the texture that a baby would have. It's like old man hair that's been glued <laughs> yeah, onto yeah. a baby. It's, like, very brittle. And children have a lot of vitamins. It's probably poison. a voodoo doll. So this kid's name is Britain. This is a, so this is a community where people, I'm assuming you're not hurting anyone, but this feels like you would hurt someone. Like, this feels like a, like a precursor to that. Britain, where so and they write fake dialogue, so it's three pictures of this baby playing on a box, and there's another baby in the box, like she's opening up to find her baby brother. Britain, where's your cousin Ryan? Me don't know. Me haven't teens hymns. Teen, oh, teen hymns. Here's muffled cries. Oh, it's like a screenplay. Gas. Britain, <laughs> is Ryan inside that box you're sitting on? No, that my rabbit. I hate that I'm doing this. Your rabbit. Uh oh. Uh-huh. Me doing a magic twick. First of all, kids don't talk like that. Me doing you just sound like a hick. Me doing a magic twick. Like that's just not how children learn words. A magic trick, huh? Well, Miss Magician, why do I see Ryan's little foot sticking out of that box? Waves magic wand. Now the kid has a wand. A kid can't have a wand. Abracadabra. Okay, so the kid knows abracadabra, but they don't understand that it's I, not me. Me make my wabbit turn into Wyan. Ta-da. Britain, let him out. Shaking my head. I know I'm going to somehow get shamed for this. Like, they're not hurting anyone. Here's the thing. They're, they're, I think in some instances, it's great. Have your thing. Do your thing. Uh, But, but somebody with a doll thinking it's a, there's a difference between thinking a doll is a real baby and then just having a doll. And like, this woman, I believe, has said like, no, I'm just doing this for fun. I don't think anybody thinks it's a real baby. Some, a cup, some people do. Well, they should be shamed. They. Carry out your weird hobby in the trenches of the night and don't post it But it's like, so, so now there's so many instances of this that like, I follow sites that like cull them all and put them all together. And they're like, just screenshots. Okay. Um, I think that makes you an accessory. I am. I, I, Okay. Now we're going to do the top of the cob and this is ending on a high note. (laughs) So I had something written down, but I honestly want to share this with everyone. My top of the cob is something I discovered online called mukbang. No. Mukbang sounds like an Asian porn, but it's not. Mukbang is, will you pull this up while I talk? Put it up on my Instagram so I can let them hear it. So people have heard of ASMR. Which is that sort of uh, where people do like kind of very small noises and people kind of get off to it. Um, no, it's not sexual. It stimulates my whatever. Fine. Mukbang is a Korean phenomenon. 
People who live alone put on the sounds of other people in the background eating mass quantities of food, and they do it for company. But mukbang is specifically a lot of food, and usually it's seafood or, like, crunchy fried chicken. And I happen – I don't get a sensation. I love how uncomfortable it makes people. So I'm going to play you a little bit of mukbang. I want one where they're eating lobsters. Oh, this one here. Just eat it. Here we go. She's eating the biggest lobster. She's this really one's going to town on that thing. It's so central. Here. What is that? It's like a deep fried corn dog, but in glass. I don't know. Oh. It's also no coincidence that all the women who do this look like 13-year-old girls. Mm-hmm. And it's close-ups, and they're, like, in there. But there's also, like, one giant dude that does it that, like, didn't get the memo that this is sexual. He's like, here I am, eating a lot of goldfish. <laughs> so mukbang is my thing because they're eating tasty food, and it makes me hungry. And because it's oh, Asia, you hungry? they're eating giant lobsters. And I love lobster. You uh, go. Mukbang. Top. Hashtag mukbang. Oh. <laughs> my top is uh, a great lady villains in film, just what's, in general. What's the best one? I can't pick one, but I just watch. Cool. I just watch. Just in general, I like when there's a mean lady in a movie. I just watched Mirror Mirror with Julia Roberts. It was very boring, but Julia Roberts was great. I've seen Mirror Mirror. And she was great. I like good. a famous actress. Charlize being Theron like, was good as the same <gasps> same character. Okay, Snow White and the Huntsman, the sequel mm-hmm. to that, Winter War, where she just angrily whispers in Emily Blunt's ear, oh, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> so good. She makes that movie. She's a great villain. I do think women make better villains because people already hate us, so it's so much easier to just they slip just, it right in. I just always feel like when there's a lady villain, they're having more fun with it. They're like really like camp, like chewing up the scenery. I want that. I, I like also that. think. It's more fun because you don't expect women, I mean, even though yeah. I made that, like, to be villainous and to have those tendencies. So when we do well, do it, it's awesome. And a man villain is, like, beheading someone or something. A lady villain, a is, man like, villain. is, like, whispering in someone's ear mean and with a real big smile. And I'm like, ho, ho, ho. Check out Moby Dick by Herman Manville. All right, you guys. <laughs> so that is episode one of our podcast. We hope you were entertained. We hope we answered some of your questions. I kind of don't care if we did because it's all in the name of comedy. I'm Eliza. That's my baby arm. Mukbang. Ew. At Delta, we know Mike and 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. On the next flight, 8C is Mandy, a foodie. So we offer all types of food options. Because at Delta, everyone flies their own way. Delta, keep climbing. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack.